What a gift. And God just keeps on giving us gifts. And what a blessing that we're called the children of God. How can that be? So wicked and evil, uh, but yet God has made a way for you and I to be called children of God. What a blessing that is. Tonight, um, you know, I just want to say that this is not my word. This is the Lord's, and I, I, you know, preface every time I get up with that. This is his word. I just lend my voice to it. And I've had the privilege to learn some of these things since the Lord saved me. And so just want to share these with you. And these are things that I probably most of you uh, already know. Um, but when we're speaking on the subject of prayer uh, at the beginning of this year, and, and then I began a couple of weeks ago, I began with the Gospels and Jesus and his example, what we could learn from, from uh the words in red in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, beginning with Christ. But tonight, I felt like the Lord wanted us to go here, and we're going to say a few things about faith because we have talked about the relationship between faith and prayer and how it's necessary that without it, uh, you know, we're not going to get anywhere with God. And so uh, this may be a little different than what you expected, and we're going to get to it. And then step out of the way and have a time of prayer uh, for the rest of the folks that are not here and for one another tonight. Uh, Redundant, Hebrews 11, 6, without it we can't please God, we said. But Ephesians 2, 8 says that it's by grace, through faith, that we have been saved. And it's not of ourselves. Again, it is another gift of God. And so... The faith that we have is a gift from God. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm telling you, I'm thankful for the word of God. Uh, The first thing, you know, that the Lord allowed me to pick up, to touch, the first word that I I heard in my spirit when I went home uh, after surviving death was, Richie, your Bible. And so to be able to pull the word of God out, to be able to touch it and put my hands on it, I'm telling you, what a privilege, what a treasure it is. Let us not neglect it. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. We don't know each other uh, uh, deeply and personally. Uh, You know, we know each other kind of on a surface level. But, you know, I want to tell you something, that this is is real for me. Um, uh, God has has done a work in me, and I have found success in life. And it's, I'm not talking about material things. Uh, I'm not talking about the success of this world, but I'm talking about possessing the Lord, allowing him to come in and to change my mind, uh, to change my desires, and uh, for me to find contentment. Whether I have much or whether I have little, I, I have been blessed uh, to submit myself to the word of God and allow that word that's alive to come in and to change me. Um, You know, uh, the ground that we stand on, it's either going to be shaky or it's going to be solid uh, based upon whether we're standing upon the word of God. And and sometimes it can be frustrating, you know, when we're trying to appropriate the promises of God and uh, that we're facing some mountains and some impossibilities. But we see here that Without faith, the only thing that is impossible to do is impossible to please God. Before we can pray, we've got to believe God. We've got to believe what he said. In the garden, that was the very first thing. I mean, God said, listen, don't eat of that fruit. He's saying, believe me, trust me. 
And so that is going to be our dilemma uh, all through life. Life is uh, a series of choices and decisions, and we're going to either decide to believe God or we're going to be frustrated in life. It's just not going to work. Um, you, you'll never be able to appropriate God's promises and to make them come to pass in your life. Um, faith uh, uh, that saves us is not the same that gets us out of the bed in the morning. Uh, that, that, that faith, if we've been born again, the faith that saved you is the same faith that is in the heart of every man and woman of the Bible. There's no difference in the faith that, that you and I have as to the faith of Elijah, Peter, James, John, the apostles. Uh, it's the same faith. The one thing that I see every day, not only are God's mercies new, but when you go into the different challenges of, of this life, you realize that, you know, every day is a new day. It's a clean slate. It's an opportunity. But there's opportunities not only for success, but also for failure. There's fear and doubt and, and that enter in, and we have to... Uh, fight against those things. I find myself praying against doubt and, and, and those things often. Uh, there's, we've seen so far um, rewards from God for diligently uh, seeking Him and not living our life based on feelings and emotions. Faith is not something that's based on uh, a feeling. It's not something that you're going to be able to see with your physical eye. It's what a person believes. What you believe is going to come out. We can say that we, we believe, but our actions are going to prove out what we believe. And God, who's looking, is going to reward those who diligently uh, seek him. His word has told us to do that and, and obey him in his word. If we love him, we're going to obey him. We may think that Elijah... And, and some of these other men, these heroes of the Bible, were different than, than we are. They had some special gift. But James tells us that Elijah was a man just like us. He had the same doubts. He had the same fears that we have. And yet he pressed on and he believed God. Same fear, same doubt, uh, same frustrations. He had those. But yet he pressed on and he was victorious in his, in, in his faith. Many times we find ourselves in situations where, you know, we just want to run. <laughs> you just want to run and hide, you know. Situations bigger than, than you are. Sometimes, you know, it's our own doing. We reap what we sow. We deserve it. You know, I've had to step up to the plate and say, hey, I deserve this, and I've wanted to just, to just run. I've put effort into things that were not God's will before and just found frustration and uh, just feels like it's going to kill you. But then you have that, that word inside you that ignites you, that gives you that hope and, and that burning desire to please, to please God and you, and you press on and you pick yourself up and dust yourself off. And you know, this is the same thing that you know, Moses, he experienced this. Even though he had went to 
the, the mountain there and saw the bush burning and it wasn't consumed. You know, he felt that call in Egypt to go and uh, from the Lord to deliver the people there. And there you see an example of him maybe in his own effort. Not, the Bible doesn't necessarily lay this out, but when he saw the Egyptian and the Israelite there arguing amongst themselves, and then he, he took that life. He's putting his own effort there and, and buries the Egyptian in the sand and, and is forced to flee. So he understands what it feels like to want to run or to, or to have to run. He didn't want to run, but it, that placed him on the run. There were fear from those uh, decisions that he had made. And that's one thing that we have to, to do. You know, Moses would have done well to, if, if, if he had had the book of James to read during that time, to be, you know, quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath. You know, I, I tell you, we have the benefit of, uh, of, of, of a lot more history and a lot more word from, from the word of God. We're in a better position, you know, than a lot of these folks were. And, and, and that's the message. It's a simple message that I take to the men that are in Hayes, you know, uh, the murderers, and they continue to want to murder and to stab, to kill, and to do these things. Uh, but that, that's the same message, and I will continue to speak that message until the day I die. It will not change because it's always good, and that is, listen, let's be, let's be slow. Let's be slow to react. Let's think about uh, what's going on and not get too tore up about it and uh, think about what, what the repercussions are from our actions. Some of you in here have, have suffered what could be considered affliction and, and suffering through the loss of a loved one, through uh, a, a disease. Uh, and, you know, the Lord understands that and the Lord sees it. And, and he, he tells Moses here at the burning bush that he sees the affliction of his people there in Egypt. And God says, listen, take off your shoes. This is, this is holy ground. God's speaking out of a bush saying, hey, listen, I've seen the affliction of my people in Egypt, and I'm going to send you. And you think about this. You think about this mountain. Imagine God telling you as an individual to go and lead these uh, millions, how, how many million were they there? I can't remember the number of, of the Israelites that were there. Two million in, uh, in, in bondage. What, what would you say if God told you to go lead two million out? Probably the same thing Moses said, right? Who am I? Who am I to do this? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the run. You know, Lord, haven't you seen what's going on? I'm just a, I'm a poor shepherd out here. And so... I'm going to tell you something, that, that is going to be our response a lot of times, you know, is that fear. We, listen, our spirit is renewed, but this flesh is cursed. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, and that's, you know, a couple, of, that's two different things. We don't have a spirit of fear, but listen, there is fear that operates in, in this flesh and wants to cause us to fear and to be apprehensive about the things that God calls us to do. So it's, it's a normal thing. It, don't think that you're a, a lost or a, a coward or a sinner because, you know, fear has come upon you about a situation. Because I'm going to tell you, fear comes, and, and it's just a test for us to decide, are we going to allow fear or are we going to allow faith to take over here and respond to this situation?
So we have a choice. We have a decision to believe God or to not believe God. We've seen God display his power among us in our own lifetime. I mean, the Lord has done mighty things in my own family, and I know that all of you have testimonies of, of the mighty acts of God that you've seen in your lifetime. And here Moses is. He hears the word of the Lord telling him, listen, uh, he displays his power for Moses. You know, he has the staff in his hand. God tells him to throw it down. It becomes a snake. And then the Lord tells him to pick it up, and it becomes a rod or a staff. And, but even though uh, fear evokes that response from us, uh, we remember the power of God and all that God has done, but still we have that apprehension there, and we have a choice to believe. And, you know, uh, John Wayne, I'm not, I, I like to watch some of his older movies, uh, not I wouldn't say I'm like a major fan of his, but he, he, he said this. I saw this. You know, he said, uh, he said, courage is being scared to death, but he said you saddle up and you ride out anyhow. And, you know, that's what courage is. You know, it's not going to be the absence of fear. Fear is going to be there, but we have a choice to believe. And I'm not going to stay here and beat this dead horse because I'm going to tell you, you and I both know that fear is real. And it's something that all of us in here are going to have to face. There's going to be situations where we're going to have to move toward the impossible. We're going to have an uneasy feeling about these things. We're not going to be delivered from that. But it's just important for us to be reminded that this is not based on feeling, but it's based on faith. You know, I've, I've tried to quit uh, judging my experiences by saying, hey, I felt the presence of God because I'm going to tell you something. Whether I feel it or whether I don't, it's a fact because I'm going to tell you something. My feelings, if anybody's feelings are trying to work against them, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> this guy right here, my feelings will try to mess with me. I'll be standing up here in the altar, and, and some of you are just blessed, and I'm telling you, animated. I love it. I love it. You know, some people, when they're touched by God, they react a certain way, and, and I'll be standing there, and I'll be like, Lord, you know, I, praise God, bless them, you know, but Lord, I don't feel a thing, but, but I want you to know, Lord, that I believe you anyhow. I believe you. I believe you. Lord, I don't even know what I would do. You know, I'm almost afraid, you know, of what God would do or what it would feel like to be slain in the spirit, but I'm telling you something. Uh, I still believe God. Don't base your faith or your beliefs on your feelings because if you do, I'm telling you, it's going to be like this. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster. You have got to be like this, just slow and steady and solid in your faith with the Lord because I'm going to tell you something. Even though the voice of Satan was telling Moses that he was a wanted man, that he was a murderer, you know, you're a, you're a fool. You better pray. You better, you better make sure you hear, you heard from God. Listen, Moses heard the, those voices, but he kept going toward Egypt. You know, when he heard the word of God, he kept going. And that's what we have to do. Um, so when we, we pray tonight, we're going to leave this place. We're going to head out. We can't stay here. 
I, I don't know if, if y'all feel this way, but there's sometimes I wish, you know, when we as a kid, you know how you used to put the sheet up and make a tent? And, and did everybody play tent when they were a kid? Anybody not play tent? Okay. There's sometimes that I wish we would all just bring our sheets and just play tent and not leave here. Because I love, don't you love it? I love being here with God's people. I love being here. It's the peace that passes all understanding. It's the, it's, it's the presence of the Lord. It's people singing praise to God. It's the elders that are teaching us, the younger, that deposit the good into our lives. And we hear the word of God, and it says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And I'm telling you this is real tonight. If you're in here, I'm telling you, all of you look like, and I believe all of you here have got it you know, probably got it better than I got it, but I just got to make sure. I, I, I got to say that, listen, if you're in here tonight and you're hanging on the fence, listen, believe God. Yes. Believe God. Believe his word. Trust in me. I mean, Brother Andy, um, one year, it was like that was every, every message was just trust in me. Every message given out in tongues, trust in the Lord. Let's trust him and let's believe him. Because I'm going to tell you something. Um, in spite of our fears, in spite of our fears, we march on. That old man, we've got to put him down. He's got to be crucified. And uh, when those negative thoughts come to us uh, during the day, the doubt, the fear, hey, listen, we've got to bring that thought captive, right? Isn't that what the Lord said? We've got to bring every thought captive. We've got to come and say, Lord, let me tell you something. Lord, I don't agree with this thought. If this originated with me, then I, I repent. If it's from the enemy, either way, I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not down with that. Please take this thing captive. I don't agree with it. And, and I'm going to tell you something. You just begin to handle things that way and say no to that thing. There's a peace that comes. There's a peace that I'm telling you. I, I've been telling people that I've been living in peace for a while. And it's the, it's the, greatest, it's the greatest life. I mean, at first, I'm going to tell you something. I was afraid. I was afraid of the peace. My life had never, I'd never experienced peace before. My life was drama. It was chaos. But I'm going to tell you something. There was a peace, and then a voice said, you have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. I think I even talked to you about it, Brother Andy. I was, <laughs> you blasphemed the Holy Ghost. Fear came over me. I thought, Wow. You know, I don't even know what blaspheming the Holy Spirit was. And I began to search the scriptures to see what the Bible had to say about that. And I found that, you know, when Jesus was here on the earth and he was casting out demons and, 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 and the religious people said, hey, he's casting out demons by uh, Beelzebub. You know, he, they were calling the spirit within him by which he operated an evil spirit. And I knew then from the word of God that I had not blasphemed the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's a fearful thing. You know, when I heard that, it makes you weak. But the Lord says that all sin will be forgiven. You know, that's committed even against the Son of Man, but that against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven in this life or the next. So this thing about faith and 
and, and the things that come against faith, you know, they're all in our mind. The doubt, the fear, we've got to be renewed in our mind, transformed by the renewing of our mind. And how do we do that? We've got to spend time in the Word of God. We've got to read it. We've got to memorize it. And I'm going to tell you, when those voices come and you, re you realize, hey, that's the devil coming to hang out, say, hey, you're going to hang out with me today, then you're, we're going to share the Word of God together. Here, let me flip to the back of the book and tell you where you end up and where I end up. I'm going to tell you something. You ain't got to do that long before you're going to hear crickets. You're going to hear crickets. He ain't going to hang around. Let him know you're going to hang around me. That's why I'm telling you, these people that say they're oppressed by the devil, the devil's only listen. And Brother Andy says, get them off of you. The way you get them off is to say, okay, you want to hang around? Let's sing praise to the Lord. Yes. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I The devil is not going to hang around. He ain't going to hang around for that. He ain't going to hang around for the word of God. Isn't that great? You know what? We're so weak. I am weak. I'm a weakling. I'm a nobody. God has chosen the weak things. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm the poster child for that. But isn't it great that we are like children holding a weapon in our hand that really we're not even able to carry. It's like us manning a tank or holding a, a bazooka. I'm telling you, God has given us powerful weapons that are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds that are not carnal, but they're spiritual. And the words that he speaks to us, their spirit and their life. Yes. It's quick, it's powerful, and it'll reveal the thoughts and intents of our heart. That's why it's important for us to read it. Because we don't know ourselves like the Word of God, like the Lord knows us. But when we read the Word, it's like a mirror, James says, and we see our reflection. Yes. We see our reflection and we respond to that. So we uh, are in a battle. We're in a war. may not look like it, but I'm going to tell you something. All of you in here are soldiers, and there's no middle ground. Remember, the Lord said, if you're not with me, you're against me. Some people think, well, I'm not serving the devil. I'm not living for God, but I'm not serving the devil. Well, by default, you're on the devil's side, according to what the Lord said there. So there's no middle ground. But we're soldiers in a battle, and faith is the key to our victory. Brother Clendenin was talking about uh, when he was a Marine, he, he admitted a, a fear of possibly in, in warfare being afraid and deserting under fire. And he saw a, a guy who had a tattoo on his arm that said death before dishonor. And he appeared to be very, very, very strong. Brother Clendenin, you know, said, hey, I wish I was like him, you know, not having that fear. But he said, you know, the next time... He, he, he saw him, the, or the last time he saw him, the commanding officer was sentencing him to 20 years for deserting under fire. And so we need to, uh, we don't have to put on a front. We don't have to put on a front and act like we're something that we're not, you know. We can say, even like that one in the scripture who said, help my unbelief. And the Lord is faithful and just to do that very thing. We can be honest and say, Lord, help us. And he will help us. You know, he's not going to uh, uh, squash us if we're down. He's not going to put his foot on us and press us on down. But Elijah was like us, as we've already said. Um, you can imagine how uh, the voices that he was hearing as he went to tell 
the king that's not going to reign, uh, you know, for three and a half years. And, and the Lord is going to call, call us at some point. If we grow and mature in the Lord, God may call us to do something that will seem just out there. And, and, and you know, we just continue to pray, continue to seek God, continue to seek His, His will. Because I'm going to tell you, just like Jesus' mother said, whatever He says, do it. You know, whatever He says, do it. doesn't make sense to go pour water in six water pots and everybody's already drank. Uh, you know, during the wedding feast, and then, uh, you know, the, uh, the miracle that he did there at Cana. So, um, whatever the Lord tells us to do, let's do it. Even as Naaman was told to go dip in the river, doesn't make sense, but that's what he was told to do. Let's obey God, and let's step out in faith. One time, uh, pastor said here that, he was in a service, and uh, he was preaching, and a woman came up and interrupted him while he was preaching, and she couldn't speak plainly. She, her tongue had been clipped a, a few times, and, and uh, boy, she had the faith he could tell to be healed, and the pastor came up and confirmed that, that, hey, she wants to be prayed for. So he stopped the message and went down and prayed for her, and he felt like the Lord was telling him to... Uh, to touch her tongue and he told her to open her mouth and and so she did open and he grabbed her tongue and began to pray I mean I can't even imagine you know <laughs> I tell you what you really better be hearing from God when you go grab somebody's tongue so I'm telling you he began to pray for her and it he says she was just miraculously this woman was like in her mid-50s and she was miraculously healed and began to speak and and talk plainly there I mean that's amazing, you know, that, that that happened. That's the kind of things that, you know, I want to see. Not to be entertained, you know, but I want us to believe God. I want us to please God. You know, I heard a, a message the other day, and, and the, the one thing that I grabbed, I was so busy, but I heard it, and I had nothing to write on. And so I grabbed a paper towel, and I, I, I wrote it down, and I was like, Carla, you got to hear this. But the thing that he said when it comes to love, he said, you know what? He said we ought to be in competition with each other to outdo each other in showing love one for another. You know what? That's the kind of love that we need to have so that the world will look and say, man, those people are crazy. <laughs> you know, let's love each other. I know that is off of faith, but I'm going to tell you something. When, when we love each other, God is pleased and, and we receive those things that we ask of him when we love each other. So, uh, so it does have to do with faith we, because the Lord is the one that told us to love each other that way, and so we obey him. So pressing on here, I'm going to try to fast forward because we're, we're running out of time, and I don't want to uh, you know, keep us on here longer than we have to be. But listen, you know, the purpose of faith is that those who are oppressed and those who are in prison and need to be set free can be set free. We, we have to believe God and obey his word so that the world will be saved.
you and I, we should be living our life as a walk, one step, one breath, walking by faith, exercising our faith, being in, in union with God, just thriving in these gifts that the Lord has given us, grace and faith. And the purpose and the function of faith is to lift those who are in prison and those in bondage out of ruin. When we repent of our sin, then we receive that grace through faith, that gift of God. Not to repeat Ephesians 2.8, but that is the verse that he references here. And we become a new creation. We're seated in the heavenly places with Christ. And the Old Testament shows that this is the function of faith all the way through. Every time God called for an exercise of faith, it brought a man out from where he was and put him in union with God in heaven. You look at Abraham when, when God called him. Abraham had to come out from where he was and go to the place that God would show him. And so he was walking by faith. He had never been there before. Even Noah, and it had never rained before. And the Lord tells Noah to build a boat that the rains come in 120 years. You know, God was gracious and merciful, long-suffering and patient with those who were wicked. And can you believe that? How discouraging would that be to preach for 120 years and have no converts at all except for your family? Only your family would be saved. There's coming a time when, when this grace this time of grace is going to be over with. And like the doors that shut on the ark, the door is going to be closed. I'm sure that when the rains begin to fall, that those who had heard the message began to beat upon that door. And they wanted to come in and to be saved. But it was too late. God had shut the door. And it's because that we have faith. And, and listen, faith is not believing in anything. The, the God kind of faith, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, his kind of faith is believing based upon what he has said in his word. There's a lot of people believing in some things that are going to send them to hell. There's a way that seems right to man, but the end of it is death. So we have a choice just as Adam had in the beginning. Are we going to believe God? Or are we going to trust in ourselves and what we believe ourselves? Are we going to retreat or are we going to move forward in the direction that God has called us to move? Faith brings you back to before the fall. Brother Clendenin says that it takes you back or it takes you somewhere and that somewhere is justification. You know, that's a great thing that we have another gift, grace and faith, but justification, the fact that through faith, when we come to him, now it's as if we've never sinned at all. The justification of Christ 
So standing on the Word of God. I, I have so much more to share. There's no way you're going to be able to share everything there is to share about this subject of faith. And with it being five minutes till, and out of respect for those who are traveling, nobody needs to be in a hurry to get home tonight, and, you know, children as well that need to get home. Isn't it great for us to have the Word of God? And isn't it great for us to have this gift called faith? It's not something that originated with us. It's not something that we can just generate. But it says that God has given to all of us a measure of faith. And you know, for, for our generation, it takes so little faith because there's so much evidence. We have so much from the prophets, from the law, that prophesied of a Savior who would be born in Bethlehem and who would suffer and die on the cross in Psalm 22 before crucifixion was even invented or thought of. But tonight, faith is necessary. It's essential. We can't please God without it. And it's necessary before we begin to pray. We must believe. We must believe that God is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. we got to have faith. And tonight, if you don't, I hope and pray that something in this message has touched you or spoke to you about the necessity of faith and believing in God. All of us here who are believers, listen, we're, we're for you, we're praying for you, and want to encourage you to believe God. If we could, let's, let's stand and have a time of have a time of prayer before you come up let's let's pray together one one for another and then we'll allow for a time to come and pray in the altar if someone would come to the piano and and play <clears throat> 